Hello, how are you? Look at us doing this podcast. Finally, after months of talking about it. I'm so excited and I'm so glad to do this with you. Me too. Honestly, it's been <laughs> it's been so exciting and I'm uh, I was preparing for it for it earlier today. So yeah, let's do this. Do you want to start with an introduction? Uh yes, please. Can you hear me? Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay, okay. I'm just checking because you know that I'm not the best with technology. Okay, so I'll <laughs> yeah. introduce myself. Mm-hmm. I'm a theater and uh, I am a flexibility coach, but I also love to, uh, talking about life, how we deal with our struggles. I love listening to others' experiences. I love talking about my own. I love uh, striping things to naked, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. <laughs> yes. Okay, your turn. Okay, so I'm Jinx. I am a performer, so I perform burlesque, uh, I perform circus, uh, loads of circus skills, so pole dancing, aerial hoop, fire, whips. I get performer. <laughs> Thank you. I get bored really easily, so I feel like I always want to learn new stuff. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I'm really into everything manifestation and also anything that has to do that's a little bit witchy so like tarot and loads of things like that um so yeah that's my thing oh yeah absolutely like (laughs) I got nervous while introducing myself that's why we're here right yeah (laughs) exactly don't hold back (laughs) yes oh yeah so it's actually what like what linked us together right as friends at the first place our love for witchcraft and tarot manifestation exactly um so i think for this one you wanted to talk uh about like mental health and a few things like that and probably a bit of manifestation as well yes i thought as a first episode and as a good way to introduce ourselves I wanted to talk about the fact, you know, like it's too easy these days on social media. Like you see too many posts, like positivity only, positive vibes only, positive this, positive that. And well, we know very well, right, that this is nothing like anything true here in real life. Because it's an absolute facade. It's such a facade. We do have shit days. We do have horrible days. And uh, we do have days where we want to say, fuck it, about everything. But this <laughs> is what sure. life is about, right? Life is not about bubbles and sunshine all the time. Life is about everything. Yeah, of course. And I think this is why, like, um, so I've been into manifestation for quite a few years. I think I stumbled mm. upon it the first time in 2016. So I'd... Since since I was a child, I was really into tarot and stuff, but um, not necessarily manifestation. I think, to me anyway, that was a very new concept about four years, no, five years ago now, 2016, because essentially I had a big health issue that looked very scary and it took months, it took quite a few months to even just diagnose it. And so for a very 
for what felt like forever, I was literally scared. And I was like, oh my God, am I going to die at the age of 21? What the fuck? Oh, yeah. And so I think this is when like, I started reading about mindfulness and then manifestation and such and starting to work on my man- mindset. And instead of like always being scared and, you know, complaining and kind of like asking why me, why me? I was like, okay, like, I think I need to turn this around. And then it's been a bit on and off, but for the past year or so, I really dove back into it and uh, it's it's made a big difference in my life. Yes, I know. Like, I personally know because you're my friend, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, like there's a big shift into going from the why me to the what is this teaching me now? Yeah. Right. But also at the same time, we cannot avoid the days where it is obviously hard. And this is what I wanted to say, like, there's too much of this new age spirituality where it's like, oh, you can cure everything with your mind. Yes, that's amazing. But part of your mind is also taking yourself to the doctor. You oh, know, like, absolutely. if you're depressed, if you have mental health issues, if you have any health issues, one big mind game here is get to the fucking doctor and ask for help. There's so much courage in that. So this is number one mind game. And then, of course, with the help of the doctors, you will continue helping yourself. But it's too confusing as to, oh, you can heal your own self. No, if I'm depressed, I'm not going to heal my own self without going through uh medication and what you know what a doctor would prescribe me which is very important right exactly no i think and and to be fair like i think going to the doctor first of all because like there there are some people who are like well yeah manifestation is all about you know wishing for things and imagining things and yeah doing everything with your mind and i actually think a big part of it is also taking action like you can't just expect things to fall into place by just sitting on your ass all day and so when it comes to like health issues being physical or mental you do have to take the steps of seeking help um because i know so <clears throat> i started getting i i i dealt dealt with depression for quite a while but it's always been kind of manageable until that first lockdown until then I was like you know what I've got this you know I was able to distract myself and do all of that and then the first lockdown happened and quite a few things came with that that really got me super depressed and I was like no it's fine it's fine so I did a bit of therapy and such but I was very resistant to the idea of taking medication never that I thought that it wasn't a good solution and I was like anyone who needs it should take it but I kept telling myself that I didn't and so I resisted it for a long time and then I think it was in May yeah in May this year I things got even worse for some reason like and and that's the thing as well like in May nothing actually happened it's just so so that's the thing as well like you can't just be like oh you know I'm depressed because of this and this and that which makes sense sometimes you're depressed for no reason and it's still valid and yes. so my depression got worse for no apparent reason in May. And after a few friends really pushed me to do so, I got in touch with my doctor to get medication, um, which I've now been on for about four months. And funny enough, I had a call with her today 
um, <clears throat> to renew my prescription because even when I got into, I, I started taking medication, I was telling myself, I'll do that for the minimum, the absolute minimum amount of time because I don't want to be dependent on it, blah, blah, blah. So I still had like this resistance even as I started taking it. Um, and today I was on the phone with her and I was telling her that for the past couple of months, things have gotten much better. And so she told me, okay, like, I think we probably need to do another like four months so that you have at least six months yeah. of feeling good so that when you start coming off of the medication, the effects don't go away. And I was actually like, yeah, okay, let's do it. Instead of being like, oh no, you know, I kind of want to stop now because it's worked. So instead of like thinking that I knew better, I was like, you know what, I'm doing the work on myself when it comes to yeah. changing my mindset and everything. But if the doctor tells me to keep taking the medication for a while, I'm I'm going to do that. And there's no of course, in that. Of course, everybody has their own jobs. You have your own job. I have my own job. The doctor went for so many years to university <laughs> to be able to, to give you advice, to medicate you and to control that medication. And it's it takes so much courage. I think the problem is uh, when we suffer from an illness that is not a visible illness, mm. whether it's mental health or autoimmune diseases, you know, uh, it's kind of a, um, a sort of an idea of shame to ask for help because it's like, oh, but am I am I being dramatic? Uh, it's not visible, you know. It's not like a flu where I'm coughing and sneezing. No, yeah. it's, in, it's invisible. And then you're thinking, oh, am I paranoid? Or, you know, and then you think going to the doctor is a weakness. But I think that's more like a mask because the real courage it takes to actually go and say, hey, I need help. It's so vulnerable. Vulnerable is so brave. And there is so much growth in that, in that to oh. actually go and ask for help like especially you I know that you are alone in the UK you're French and your yeah. family is French, France and you're in the UK you have friends but you're alone yeah you know? I don't have any family here yeah so you actually walked yourself alone to the doctor and said hey I need help and this is beautiful and I think it it means a lot for me and for you to to encourage people to take care of themselves this way because of the bullshit that is going on too much around social media with this, oh, you can take care of yourself just by yourself. We have that power in us. Yes, we have that power to sit in the bus or in the cab and to go to the doctor. It takes power to do that. And Absolutely. you know, manifestation is like visualize it, but then take action. Well, exactly. you visualize getting better and then you take action by going to the doctor. You know, like it's a whole process, it's work and it's amazing. Yeah, because I feel like the thing about, you know, loads of people on social media being like, oh, you know, like it's, it's in your mind, it's just in your head and you can take care of it. Like sometimes, no, like no. depression is also a hormonal dis uh, and, and balance and, and everything like that. So sometimes you actually need the extra help. Like it's not visible. It's not a broken leg or anything. There's no blood gushing out, exactly. but it might still need to be looked at, at a physical level as well. And the thing is that, yeah, because loads of people are like, oh, it's just in your head or whatever. Like, there's still this, 
like yeah exactly this shame around being like oh my god like am i just being a drama queen um am i you know like just yeah just being weak or whatever because like i know that for example at work even still like to this day i in the uk we can take sick days there's a certain number of uh, sick days that you can take and still be paid um and i still like i've still not ever taken a mental health day like i've taken sick days when i had migraines and such but i never took a sick day telling my manager i'm sorry i'm really stressed out or i'm really depressed today i can't do anything like there is still so much shame yeah like socially about it in terms of like at work or sometimes with certain group of friends or whatever so i think what's really helpful as well is to make sure that you have your tribe and that you do have friends and hopefully family some people that you can confide in and that understand what you're going through who don't judge you and who really support you through that exactly it depends what family though i have two kids and they don't yeah. give a fuck when i'm not well so <laughs> <laughs> no but joke aside i think especially in the spiritual community mm a little bit devalidated like oh if you're spiritual why do you need to be medicated well it's spiritual too just like telling somebody to fuck off is spiritual going to the doctors to ask for help is fucking spiritual and it's big and it deserves it has it has to be done exactly i think okay i'm probably not going to relate this very well because i i can't remember exactly what it's uh <laughs> how it's worded But it's like this idea of like uh, this metaphor of like when you get a patient in the hospital who has cancer and who also has a gunshot wound, you're going to treat the gunshot wound first and then the yeah. cancer. And it, I think that's the same when it comes to mental illness. You first need to treat whatever is the most pressing. And sometimes like the easiest way to at least make sure that whoever is depressed is safe is to start with medication exactly. and then once the medication has done what it needs to do and you're not in the deep end then you can treat the cancer or like the lying the underlying issues of being like okay like why am i depressed what do i need to do but that doesn't mean you can just be like oh we'll treat the cancer and the gunshot wound will take care of itself no sometimes first you take care of the <laughs> hormonal imbalance and then You're like, okay, and clearly there's some changes maybe that need to happen in my life as well. But one does not exclude the other. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, this is so true. I'm sorry, <coughs> I have to cough. I just took a puff of my cigarette and it got stuck <laughs> in my throat. <laughs> Excuse me. But yes, yeah, yeah. I love. it's so important to be said. Yeah, exactly. I think... Like, I, I know I struggled a lot with that. And like, even even today when I was on the phone with my doctor and she's like, okay, I think we need like an, at least a good like four months of medication. Like the first thing that came to my mind was like, oh my God, four months is like in January, meaning I'll be on medication when I'm at my parents for Christmas and they're going to ask me what it is. And I'm, oh, and it's going to be such a difficult conversation because I know my parents are very much like oh you know it's just in your head like do something about it like get out 
get a boyfriend or whatever and I was like that's a bit deeper than that well, but, but at least good. maybe it's a conversation that has to be to be talked about even exactly. for the sake of your parents you know exactly and the thing is like I also what's what's making me feel better is that I've told my sister uh when I started so she already knows and I know she's there to support me as well so I think like nice. again for anyone who's got to have these conversations it's so it's so helpful to have someone in your corner yes so helpful and that's one of the tools of um of self-care as well like first self-care of course if needed it's to go seek for help but mm -hmm. then we have different routines and different tools that we we have for self-care obviously each other having friends having family that that yeah. is important on on both ends we we are obviously we are a social animal we all need each other absolutely and we, yeah. yeah i think I, I, but when it comes to medication again like i would i would so recommend it to anyone who might be on the fence about it because um so last year before i started taking medication i swear like i had a few months of crying almost every day crying myself to sleep like even though like I was doing everything else I was doing the meditations I was doing the tapping I was doing everything and I had good moments during the day but when it came to going to bed my brain would go on overdrive and I would start thinking about all of the things that made me unhappy and and I would literally cry myself to to sleep every night and I think like this is why my sister like at first she's she she used to be very much like oh you know you don't need medication but at Christmas she saw how depressed I was and so when I told her a bit later on that I was doing taking medication she was like you know what if that works for you do it because I hate yeah. to see you like this exactly and now that I have the medication everything else that I'm doing in terms of self-care is so much more helpful because it's more I'm... efficient obviously exactly obviously so that's yeah some people are lucky on my end i'm lucky i i never needed to to be on medication i did suffer for from very bad anxiety but i managed to have it under control but that's my luck and yeah. that's obviously my luck and if i ever needed extra help i wouldn't hesitate to go to of course a doctor that that was yeah. recommended and who i trust not just any doctor Exactly. And like, I know that for myself as well, like before I did that, I had loads of really unhealthy coping mechanisms. Like, oh, yeah. thankfully, like they were not the worst. But like, I remember way before I even realized I was depressed at university, I would literally drink myself to oblivion. Yeah. And, um, and like in my adult life, it was not so much about drinking after a few years in London, because it's way too expensive to get drunk in London. <laughs> but um, I would just like eat and eat and eat and just like eat a lot of obviously very unhealthy stuff and I still have my moments of just like eating you know loads of chocolate or oh, Nutella, yeah. Nutella like straight from the jar but it's it's not as much of a you know something I turn to whenever I'm sad to kind of like repress any of my emotions yes and that's also like we all have our moments even if we're doing good and we're coping we all have our moments of course like I'm trying to be balanced with how much I drink but obviously 
some days works less better than others and oh <laughs> exactly you know, I think what is also very important is self-forgiveness because oh, when yeah. yeah when I started doing theta healing theta healing helped me a lot mm. and I was telling her like oh I got fucking drunk again like two nights this week and uh I drink at least two or three glasses every day and and the, the lady who, who is an amazing lady was yeah like, you know what honey like if you're gonna drink at least make sure that you're you're enjoying what you're doing she says nothing exactly. is more toxic than guilt she says the guilt you have after after a drunk night is what would get you sick way more easier than the actual drinking it's the guilt so she was like, if you want to smoke a cigarette, smoke it, but make sure that you enjoy it. Don't smoke because you're angry. Smoke because you want to smoke. If you want to have a drink, don't drink because you're depressed or because you're pissed off. Drink because you're having a good time and you feel like having a drink. Make like pay oh, attention yeah. to your emotions and then those little things you add to them, make sure that you're not adding anything to bad emotions because it's just going to make it worse. And exactly. that made it that's it kind of reminds me of a study that was made about the placebo effect so obviously i'm pretty sure everyone has heard about it but just in case so a placebo is um very often a medication that is being given to patients without them knowing that they actually have no effect yeah. so instead of having an in an active ingredient that is supposed to help with let's say like migraines because like Imagine we're talking about a painkiller. They have, you know, the proper painkiller that's got all of the ingredients to help with that. And they also have sometimes a placebo that has no active ingredient that could help. But they've made studies and they found that uh, very often, as long as the person thinks that the placebo is going to help them, they notice that their symptoms are improving. And I think they also did the reverse thing where they told people that that medication, obviously no one knows they're taking a placebo, but they were told that if they took that pill, they would get bad symptoms. And oh, again, yeah. it was a placebo and still they got the bad symptoms as well. So it's really about how you think about it as well. Of course. Because so like, like, I remember also when I started taking medication for depression, I was terrified about the side effects. And that was, yeah. I think that was my mind trying to distract me and to be like, oh, no, you can't take this. It's not safe for you. In the evening, and you would do this weird thing with your eyes. You were checking if your eyesight was going. I was like, what are you doing, babe? And she was oh, well, you know, it's a side effect. <laughs> the medication <laughs> yeah of course it's normal <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and 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 so when it comes to like drinking or like you know eating fast food or whatever like I think it's more detrimental when you when on top of that you tell yourself that it's bad for you oh, yeah. instead of being just like you know what I'm doing this I'm enjoying it exactly it's fine because at the end of the day, we're all going to die anyway. So you might as well enjoy while you're <laughs> here. Yes, life is made to be enjoyed. And all the tools, of course, responsibly used are welcome. Exactly. And sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is put on some Netflix and binge watch it for a whole day, eat junk food. And, you know, next day you wake up and you move on with your life. But it, it's important to, to have this time of 
collect yourself together, be with yourself, just, Absolutely. you know, yeah, exactly. Like, and, and in terms of creativity as well, like having time to get bored is actually one of the best ways to uh, reignite your creativity. Cause like, you know, when we're busy all the time, we're juggling everything and we're just like, Oh, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. And sometimes you get a bit too stubborn about the things that you're trying to do. So you're like, I need to create this. I need to create this. And you find yourself like really lacking inspiration. And it's actually when you give yourself the time to breathe and just completely yeah. disconnect from that, that out of nowhere, your next genius idea will hit you because like your mind is not so busy with a million things. And so your subconscious has the time to process what you need it to. And then it'll come back to you and you're like, by the way, this is the solution you've been work looking for. Absolutely. Absolutely. I completely agree. Also, like when it comes to divination tools, like mm -hmm. you know those days when you wake up, I have them sometimes like a few days in a month I wake up because one of my morning routine is obviously to open the tarot. And some days in the month I wake up in the morning and I look at my cards and I'm like, no, not today. <laughs> not today we're not dealing with each other today and that's fine too we don't have to we have our rituals but even our rituals don't have to be a daily it's fine if we skip a day if we don't feel it today it's very important to listen to how we feel that day yeah because I think it's also such a limiting belief when you tell yourself that you have to do the healing work every day otherwise you're gonna be set back or, oh, yeah, you know, diet. all of a sudden, like, I, I think there's such a limiting belief as well when it comes to spirituality, where people are like, until I figured out my shit, I don't deserve to be happy. And that's not true. Like you can, you deserve to be happy, even if you haven't figured everything out. And you can, yeah. it's, it's like a journey. And it's probably never going to end. Because like, as you heal more stuff, life keeps going. So you might have something else that comes through, and that knocks you off your feet again. Exactly. So I think the very have to learn. I think you just. Oh, yeah, go on. Go, go on. Go on. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say, like, I think you have to accept that you most of the time you're going to live in a gray area. Like, there's going to be some bad shit happening, some good shit happening, and you need to find a way to be happy through both of it. Because, like, flow through them. Yes. If something flow. bad is happening, say in your family. It doesn't mean that you can't be happy with your partner, for example. Yeah. Or if things are going really well at work, but things are not great with your partner, that doesn't mean that all of a sudden you should feel bad about your work. Like you, you need to find that balance of being like, okay, like just because something bad is happening in one area of my life doesn't mean I need to be miserable with everything else. Because otherwise yeah. you're just falling into victimhood and just being like, oh, again, like, oh, why me, why me? And it's just like, because everyone, everyone gets tough shit. Everyone has struggles. It's a little bit like the tarot. I think that the tarot card uh, that represents life the best sometimes is the tower because mm. in the tower you have this destruction, you have this chaos, and then yes. you have destruction, you have light, you have growth. And it's like, yeah, exactly. That's what life is about. It's destruction, chaos, growth, enlightenment. There we go. Oh, exactly. And I think it's quite I think it's quite funny that you mentioned that because when it comes to the tarot as well, in every card, even like the most positive cards, there's still a shadow. 
and it's oh, the same even like even with the cars that are the most scary like say the devil or death there's actually a lot of light and a lot of um a lot of good things that can come from it so i think like there's really this thing of like being able to accept that we don't live in a world of that's like black and white oh. it, it it it's a gray area the entire time and you have to train yourself to find the good stuff because we're so wired to focus on the bad stuff it's it's a survival instinct from yeah. from prehistoric ages when we had to survive and so our bias was to remember all of the bad things so that would be hyper aware all the time just to survive yeah. but we don't live in that we live in a society now where we don't we shouldn't be on survival mode and so we need to retrain ourselves to look for the good in things because yes. otherwise we just get stuck and teach that also to the younger generations because i see a lot for example when i look at the elder people here they are very conditioned to trauma especially yeah. here because there were wars and uh, mm -hmm. recent wars and uh, famine and you know and obviously it's left traumas but unfortunately because it's unhealed they yeah. pass it on to the younger generation yeah, they're exactly. oh you have to hold on to every penny uh turn off that light uh you know oh what if what if you do this and this happens to you you know and it, i think it would be so like in the old times the elders it's like you know when your physical capacity is reduced it mm -hmm. means it's a time for your spiritual capacities to grow and in yeah. the old times it's why the elders were so respected because their physical capacities obviously were reduced. They didn't go to war anymore. They didn't go hunting. But then they had time to go into divination, to yes. sit down with themselves. And then they were able to counsel the younger generations without that conditioning of fear all the time. More like a yes. wise conditioning. Obviously, if you have a very stupid idea, your elder would tell you, this is stupid, son, and move on, you know, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I said son, because it's a condition, obviously. Yeah. But, but I think there's also this thing of like, you know, like with spirituality, and I know I've been guilty of that, like trying to push it onto other people, like just being like, hey, like, look, this could help you so much. But the thing is, like, we also have to recognize that some people are not ready for it. And so we have to kind of like let them come to it. And, and the thing is, like, if you do the work yourself, hopefully you become like your life becomes the like inspiration for people to be like oh how how did she do that and then when they approach you you can teach them but and and it's so frustrating when you're around a lot of people who don't really necessarily do that kind of work and who are still very stuck in this kind of like why me mentality but yes. as you do the work on yourself they they will see that you're doing better and they will hopefully you will they will want to to do more so just doing the work yourself will impact people around you anyway yes and also doing the work yourself helps you accept that okay maybe that person doesn't want to learn this lesson this way maybe he wants maybe they want to learn this lesson that way and that's also fine exactly i can't remember who i was i think it was gala darling i was listening to um well i listen to her pretty much every day um but there was one one of her videos where she was talking about how like some people like uh 
one of the teachers that she follows told her like you know some people are not done suffering they want to keep suffering and then one day they'll have enough and then you can yeah. help them but like until until they decide to do that for them you can't you can't help it oh yeah absolutely i think it's a it's a normal process of life like I'm a few years ago, I was a very toxic person and a not very pleasant person to be around. And I wasn't even pleasant to be around myself. And mm. then, yeah, one day some events led me to deciding to make a change and be like, okay, now chill out. Let's, let's <laughs> yeah. see what, what is there more to this life than just being a, a, a fucking toxic bitch, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I love this. And it's funny because for example, my partner, who I am for six years now, mm -hmm. he's completely different things. Like, he doesn't care about meditation. He does care <laughs> about tarot when you read him his cards, not yeah. when I read them. But, you know, he's like, and at first I was trying to force it so much on him. And we even had an argument about that one day. <laughs> until I actually had to realize, like, why? Why am I forcing this on him? Even with my son, I did that mistake recently with my son, my eldest, because he was doing so good at boxing and he was really like, there were big ho hope for him for boxing. And then one day he decided he wouldn't train it anymore. And I got really mad at him. And I was like, no, you will continue. And I even uh, put him to kickboxing and he was not happy, but I, I, I had to, my ego had to go through that. No, you have to go, you know, and then. One day I just sat there and was like, okay, what do you want to train? And he said, I want to train handball, which I absolutely personally don't like this sport. But I was like, oh, because I was tired of fighting. This, so I was like, yeah. Okay, go then. And he's so happy. And then I had to realize it was my ego, you know, my own ego who was like, oh no, he will do this because this he's good at that. So he has potential. And it's like, bitch. Your road is not your kid's road. Like, dis distance yourself from your kid's road. Yeah, no, I not, think... He is not your property. Like, he's your child, but not your property. Distance. Like, yeah, absolutely. And I think, like, for me, I'm on the other end of that because I think I'm still suffering from, like, trying to please my parents' expectations. Yeah. like, you know, I, I still have also, like, my um, corporate job and everything. And... I think it's like one of the reasons why I'm still struggling to do like the full career move of just quitting corporate and doing performing full time is because like part of me is like, but it's not a real job because it's been like so repeated to me that it has become one of my beliefs. And so I'm working so hard on changing that and being like, no, like I can take it, take it step by step to prove to myself that's this, that it's working. And then when it really works, I can make the shift because then I'm just like, okay, like I've taken myself there. I've been able to do it. I can keep doing it. Yes. Exactly. <clears throat> but yes, I feel you completely. When I started teaching uh, flexibility and contortion online, it was a little bit before lockdown and then lockdown happened and I had to close my shop yeah. and my partner who works in tourism had no work to do and it was all on me and I had these oh my and thank god like flexibility coaching has been doing uh I've been doing really good with it and I'm so grateful for this but I had these really anxious trips 
I would just lay down in bed and be like, oh, what if all my students leave me? And then I would enter in this whole vortex of, yeah. oh, all my students have left me and now I can't feed my kids anymore. And, oh, what am I going to do for food? <laughs> and it would go so far until I would see myself in the in the streets, you know, with a, with a, <laughs> with a big coat trying to get some food from the container and then one day I was just like okay uh chill out this is not gonna happen like this is ridiculous you know but it it was for a few months I had this constant fear that oh, this is all gonna end it's just a fluke and we're fucked <laughs> yeah yeah but I think this is why like uh practicing great um being grateful is yeah. really helpful because it kind of like takes you away from this like future tripping of the absolute worst possible scenario and actually being like hey like I'm really grateful that this happened and I'm really grateful for everything that I'm getting and like being really mindful about your money and everything so like again from Gala Darling I swear she's like my number one guru um <laughs> like a really good way to like remind yourself of how abundant you are is like to have this sheet where you write down all of the ways in which you also like you receive money in ways that you weren't expecting. So yes. from not your corporate job, for example. So if you got, I don't know, like a even like a ten pound refund from ASOS or whatever, or yeah. and and also sometimes it's not about the money you receive, but other things that you receive that would have cost you money. So like when someone pays for your coffee, when someone pays for your dinner, like all of those things. When you start adding them up, you're like, oh my god, like. I'm fine. Like really, I'm so abundant. Yeah. And I think gratitude, I, practicing gratitude is the the gold lining to all of this because, you know, we can't look into the future now and know what will happen in 10 years. But for example, if we look now and look at what happened in the last 10 years and all the struggles we went through and all the, the moments where we, we thought, oh shit, is this even worth it? Yeah. And when you realize that actually all those shit phases in your life led you to who you are now you yeah. know if you had known that 10 years ago you would have been grateful for every single shit phase you would be like oh I'm so grateful for this because it's leading me there but because we don't know where it's leading us it's why we're getting anxious but staying grateful is a way of really calming down that anxiety yeah, I think like one of the things I really like to tell myself when I'm having a really bad day is reminding myself, technically, we all have a perfect scorecard because we all survived 100% of our bad days. Yes. We're all here still. So that means we're fine. Exactly. Like things are going to be okay. And yeah, like sometimes you just have to ride that wave of like, shit, but you've ridden so many before like you can do this one and the next one and it will probably like exactly like make you grow so much that you're sometimes it's hard to be grateful for the bad things that oh, happened yeah. but you can actually see the benefit of it without being like oh I'm so happy that happened no you can, like, yeah. <laughs> you can be like you know what it happened I survived and I learned this and this and that and I'm in a better place now exactly absolutely yeah, there are some things that are really unexplainable. Like, for example, my partner's brother who died four years ago on a motorcycle accident. I mean, he was 33 years old and there's absolutely no 
thing now to say, oh, it's good it happened because no, it's not, no. Yeah, uh, exactly. The thing is, we don't know why it happened and we don't need to know everything. Obviously, it happened for a reason, but we don't know why. Exactly. And, yeah. And the thing is, like, once also when you're conscious that because even the way I, we often talk about him, I often dream about him. So it's like he's still very present. So it's sometimes even wonder if maybe people passing away, they're probably and very probably still here with us. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I dream about my grandma all the time and I oh, think yeah. about her all the time and my sister and I talk about her all the time so she she's has, still yeah she has not been forgotten and when I'm going through a bad time I tend to think about her and think okay what would she do because she was very pragmatic like she would yeah. she she would totally sympathize with you if you were having a bad time but then she'd be like okay what do we do now yes like, she would be like, okay, I'm here for you. I I can see you're in pain, but let's see what we can do. Is there anything that we can do to begin with? Because like sometimes there are situations you can't do anything about, like someone passing away. So when that's the case, then you have to accept that you have to accept it because that's literally the only thing you can do is not be grateful for it, but accepting no. it. Yeah, and sometimes, and also, like, close ones passing away is uh, learning to deal with grief, which is also, yeah. but that's another subject. That's for next oh, week. All together. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, um, shall we, shall you do your reading for this week? Absolutely, yes, because yeah. we were saying that we would do about 40 minutes and we're already at like, what, 41 minutes? So okay. <laughs> I, I could go on like that, but I, I don't want anyone to be bored like from our first podcast. <laughs> Same. Okay, so when it comes to the reading of this week, I pulled three cards. So if any one of you are familiar with them, I will give you the names of them first and then start talking about the meaning of them. So the first one, we got the lovers. Then oh. the second one, we had the Knight of Cups. And the last one was the Three of Wands. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about both like the good and the bad in each card. Because like, I don't necessarily think that you need to look at the cards as in like a way to predict your future. That's definitely something that some people, me including, sometimes like think is... Like, it is how they approach it. But I think it's really good as well to just look at them as guides and more as, like, maybe things that, ask, like, force you to ask yourself certain questions about your life to assess whether or not you're in a healthy position um, in terms of that theme. Because, like, each card has a specific meaning. And so it kind of, like, helps you ask yourself questions about those and reflect upon where you're at and where you can go so with the lovers card obviously the first thing that you want to think about is love and romantic attraction um there's also a sense of sensuality and pleasure of um emotional connection and all of that which is really good but it also really depends on the deck because on certain card decks the lovers are together you know, they're hugging each other or whatever. But in the original deck, they are actually standing apart from each other and they are not touching. 
So one of the things about this card as well um, has to do with choice. So it can, like, if you're with someone, um, you can ask yourself, like, are we getting to a place where we want to come together or are we starting to come apart? One of the imagery in that card, so you have the two in the original deck, you have the two characters standing on each side of the card and in the background there is a mountain. And so it kind of asks that questions of like, we're both coming from different places because you both have your lives. Um, are we strong enough to, to do something together whilst staying our own person? Or maybe are we in something toxic? Um, mm. where maybe there's like issues of not letting go or of being obsessed or um, being codependent. So that's definitely a good thing to ask yourself when you get the lover's card. First of all, like ask yourself, am I in a good place or am I in a toxic place? If you're single, I think like the, lover, the lover's card as well could maybe an indication that you might want to look into your partnerships in general. It doesn't necessarily have to be romantic it can also be in relation to your friends or your family or even in business like is there someone that you think that you can commit with in terms of putting a project together so it's all about those questions of how you relate to other people and how those relationships are whether they're healthy or toxic then with the knight of cups um there's a big uh, again, it's actually, I found it quite funny to get it right after the, yeah, um, really. the lovers <laughs> because it, it's all about like romance and sweet nothings, um, getting maybe like some romantic messages. Yes. Okay. Coming nature. You, I think your, your internet went a little bit. Uh... Oh, sorry. Where did it? Where where did that cut off? So the the Knight of Cups is a romance. Yeah, so it's about like romance, um, sweet nothings, um, potentially like romantic messages being on the way, displays of affection, and like maybe someone in in your life who has a very charming nature. So again, like there is there is a very positive connotation to this card. But again, if you want to take it further. You can also ask yourself questions about, do you think, again, it's really about like relationships and how you uh, relate to other people and asking yourself if maybe you're being clingy or if there's any sort of like attention seeking tendencies on your part or maybe on the other person's part. Mm -hmm. um, it could also be a fear of commitment because like, you know, clingy and fear of commitment kind of like come together in general with like different attachment styles like someone who's avoidant usually attracts someone who's anxious and so it's like this push and pull polarity that drives you mad <laughs> yeah. so uh so again like it's it's all about like figuring out what you think applies to you the most um but what i think is super interesting is that we got the three of wands um at the end so the Three of Wands is all about putting plans into action, um, relying on your creativity, finding any sort of like original solutions, propelling yourself forward and creating your own luck. So when it comes to with these other two cards, I think it would be 
like very interesting to see like how if you feel that maybe you're a bit disempowered in your relationship sometimes how you can take ownership of that and how you can change it how you can do better for yourself be it to ask for what you need or maybe to leave because that's what you need if that makes sense to yeah to basically like assert okay maybe if this is working for you absolutely great keep going for that but sometimes being like okay maybe there's a few things here and there that need a tweak so the three of wands is literally telling you it's it's your time to create your own luck to go for what you want and to ask for it and if you're not getting your needs met to maybe reevaluate some um some of those relationships because um the darker side of the three of wands can be about whether or not there could be energy vampires around you i don't know if anyone's um uh familiar with that term but energy vampires are like people who are draining you of your energy so let's say if you're a very positive person if there's someone around you who's constantly complaining and that kind of like brings you down um so the the thing with the three of wands is is really telling you to be mindful of where you place your focus so again because of the two previous cards i think um it would be like my advice would be to like look at your relationships in general and see if they are harmonious which with the lovers and the knight of cups they probably are but in case they're not there's lots of questions that i just told you about that you can ask yourself to redirect your energy and also if things are not going your way and you're not necessarily happy in those relationships you can also decide to be more selfish and to focus on yourself as the three of wands says and be like okay maybe i'm going to focus on my creativity on my work and on my abundance and on creating things for myself without getting involved with um other people's drama self care baby yeah oh so, yeah, that's it beautiful reading for this week guy uh, jinx thank you of course <laughs> so lovely thank oh, you yeah i'm really happy with that one <laughs> i love it i love it and you know what it looks like we wrapped it up 15 yeah. minutes i hope all our listeners i hope you enjoyed this and i hope you're ready to have us in your weekly podcast yes, list while you're driving or while you're having a glass of wine and also <laughs> So we are having a series of, oh, should we tell them that? Yes, we should. Okay. <laughs> yes. We are having a parody series of Crushing the Patriarchy, which is a parodic interpretation of all the male cards in the tarot. It's going to be so fun, but we won't say much more about that. Stay tuned. Yes. Um, and yeah. Thank you for listening and uh, hopefully we'll see you next week. Yes. Bye. Bye.